The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Welcome to the September episode of On The Rag. We're a little bit late as always, but it's all good. There's three of us in the room together for our favourite time of the month. It is. It is. Hi, guys. Hi. Kia <laughs> I'm joined by Leonie Hayden. Kia ora, everybody. And Michelle A. Court. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it's a classic <laughs> greeting. A uh, big thank you, first of all, to the Women's Bookshop. Yay. The people who keep us afloat month to month, check them out in real life on Ponsonby Road or at www.thewomensbookshop.co.nz. They're also kind enough to give us books to give away on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash on the rag. This month we're giving away The Sound of Breaking Glass by Kirsten Warner. It is a New Zealand author that's set in Auckland in the 1990s. I don't know this book. I, well, I've got a synopsis. Do you want to actually? You're, yeah. you're, you're a good... Uh, oh, Okay. Do your best book okay, synopsis this is, reading. This is a cold read, so you know anything could happen. <laughs> Crystal is at shattering point. She's got two small children. Her job in reality television is super high stress. She's an activist with Women Against Surplus Plastic, and now she's being stalked. <gasps> to top it off, her protest milk bottle sculpture <laughs> appears to have come to life like the golem of Jewish folklore and is reviving characters from a past she can hardly bear to confront. Set in Auckland in the 1990s, The Sound of Breaking Glass is that rare thing, a book that crackles with end of millennia urban life while vibrating with a history that's impossible to forget. I like it. Wow. I like it. Why wouldn't you want to win that? I'm that here for that. Great. What did reality TV in the 90s look like? Was it just like Julie Christie productions where yeah. they locked people in the house? Early ones. It would be islands. There'd be islands yeah. involved. There was one that was just called The Fence and it was like, which side are you on? <laughs> this way. Like, the end. That was the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> We've also got, oh, one of the greatest places on the internet at the moment, I think, is our private on the rag Facebook page. Oh, it's such a it's such an oasis. It is, isn't it? I have a bad time on Twitter or stuff comment <laughs> section and I go, What shall I do? Shall I go for a walk in the bush? No. I'm going to on the rag twenty four seven for kindness and yeah. hilarity. Everyone that contributes to our Facebook group is just so interesting and the conversations yeah. are really cool. And and they find really interesting stuff, Yeah, great links to things to read, long yeah. reads and things. Mm. Yeah, it's great. It's a lot of that. So that is on the rag, 24-7, the numerals with a 
the slash, slash. in it. I haven't made it easy. It's also it's also <laughs> locked. Just because I like the idea of it being like a club. It's a private club. We did have some code words, but at the moment I've been enjoying. People are just having fun with it. The passwords. They're doing whatever they feel oh, like. Oh, really? Sometimes it was... it's like three paragraphs of like. Brilliant. <laughs> why they want in. Other times it's just one word. Sometimes it's mostly just like, hello. And oh, I let everybody That'll do. In. Hello. That'll do. Yeah. <laughs> Classic OTR greeting. And we haven't had to kick anyone off. We haven't had to delete anything. Yeah. It's. No, and nobody's gone, well, I don't want to upset anybody, but <laughs> nobody's done any of that. It's yeah. all been very warm and kind. Exactly. It's coming up on the podcast. We've got a huge, it's been a massive month. I don't know how we're going to do this, but we're going to look back, obviously, at the suffrage 125 celebrations. Confess to our feminist sins, as always. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a doozy. Yeah. <laughs> and we will answer a crucial question about online etiquette from a listener. We've also, hopefully, fingers crossed, got stings made for us by a listener and an amazing musician from Dopra, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Indira Force. Yeah. They're really cool. I did a call out, like, we're trying to be like a proper podcast to get stings, and they just appeared. A Dropbox appeared. Look at this. They're all here. It's amazing. That is great. So we'll be weaving those through. Turns out people are kind. I thought they were assholes this month, but I'm I'm changing my mind. Yeah. This is this is this is why we do it's, this. You were just swimming in a specific sea of assholes, oh, but there are yeah. other oceans out there. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing how you can be an asshole and swim around and not d- drown. I don't know what's going on with. Me. Tell us about one of them. Oh, can I tell you? Shall we start with my most incredible mansplain moment that yes. I've ever oh, yeah. witnessed in my whole life? Okay, so I've been doing a lot of corporate work. Yes. And uh, and some of it has been, like, one of them was the most spectacular job I've had uh, in 25 years. It was so delightful. And, and uh, but then there was this other one, <laughs> which actually was, it was a good day. It was a really good day. But there was a moment where the executive of the particular company was sitting on stage. There were eight of them, four of them were women. And then a plus, the, so four women, four men, and the male CEO, and we opened it up to Q&A mm-hmm. and a young Pacifica woman put her hand up and said, uh, I want to ask all the women on the executive what their little pool of wisdom might be for um, embracing leadership. Is there, a, is there a, a little gem that you could share with the women in the room? And so the first woman on the executive said something lovely, which I actually, to my shame, can't quite remember, but it was very positive and uplifting. And then before any of the other three women could uh, share their thoughts, the male CEO said, I just want to jump in here and say that women are very important to this company and we do everything that we can to make them welcome and let their voices be heard and uh, and encourage them to encourage other women. And so I think this company is doing really well. Next question. Wow. And I'm looking at the other women get to even answer. Well, I, then, I, when he'd finished, I said, would any of the other women like to <laughs> ah. respond to the question? And I was looking at the room of, you know, 200 people going, can you not just see what just happened? A man just shut the women down when they were asked to give their wisdom by saying, we really care about women and their voices. Wow. Does anybody not oh. see this? And I looked, I'd looked over at the tech desk and one of the technical people was making, you know, big googly eyes going, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> it was 
was extraordinary. Wow. That he didn't know what he was doing. And it, I don't know if it completely went over the heads of everybody in the room or if women knew what was going on and were going, shut up, who's the CEO, who's in yeah. charge? Yeah. Mm. But it was, wow. Wow. Yeah. It just would have been it's a room full of internal sighing. Yeah. 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 <sighs> There you go. All right. That's an opportunity missed. <laughs> Maybe in the company newsletter. <laughs> I'll have a chat with Deirdre, see if we can get something in. Bloody hell. Oh, my gosh. The things that you see out there yeah. in the world. Yeah. Why don't leave this office? You know, when people <laughs> say that you should get off Twitter and get out of your bubble, I'm out of my bubble and I don't like it. <laughs> I like it. I want my bubble back. Yeah. The bubbles are good. I love it. Do we have, do we want to keep rolling with the mansplains or should we jump into suffrage stuff? I don't have a mansplain. Have you, you don't have a mansplain? I only have mansplains pertaining to the suffrage celebrations. Oh, yeah. So okay, good. Yeah. Do it's it. good. It's all good. So I guess, oh, God, I don't even, where do we start? There was so much, and rightly so. Yeah. It was 125 years celebrating women's suffrage in New Zealand. There's and there was a lot of content. There was a lot of content. There's a shitload of content wall to wall. It was almost, and this is like bad feminist confession number one, uh-huh. we talked quietly about having suffrage fatigue. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was my Could confession. your lady stop banging on about your <laughs> voting and shit? Could, you, could we talk about, I don't know. <laughs> but for me, it sort of felt like, um, so I quite often have, uh, or I've already bitched to Alex about this, but like I'll be having a, a nice time and then uh, having drinks or something social and then um, someone who sort of knows what I do for a job or roughly what area I work in will come and just start talking to me about colonisation. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I don't ever have the heart to say, look, I don't feel like talking about this right now. I don't know about you, but it's a fairly traumatic uh, subject area, so I, it's not something I always want to talk about. Office hours and all that. <laughs> and so over the duration of, like, you know, all the suffrage stuff, I started to feel a little bit that way again, like... Yeah, and this is mm. honestly, please, no one quote me out of context, but it <laughs> yeah. did get to the point, especially on the nineteenth of September, when my brain just went, "Shut up!" <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just um, the whole and this condensing. Is I know, and I'm sorry, but I think <laughs> all it is it's 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 more. Like motivated by why can't we just talk about this throughout all the time? Exactly. The year. Why does all this amazing content have to just sort of be focused on this one? It's like yeah. Marty Language Week. It's like people totally create the, the most amazing stuff and they have these great conversations and then it just goes away the next week. Yeah, it's a deluge, isn't it? And so what it means is that you you can't absorb all of that. Exactly. You're like a tampon that <laughs> has been faced with a real flood <laughs> and you can't absorb all of that all yeah, at once. exactly. But it's not, it's fa- overwhelming. It's not fair yeah. to the people that make There were so many amazing yeah. projects yeah. that I am still just catching up yeah. on that came out that week. Yeah. Totally. And it's like, let's just drop one a week yeah and let's just do it because we actually care about it always well, yeah maybe what we should do when it's 150 or a, i don't know if he'll be here jesus where will i be in an old people's home with a rug um <laughs> maybe not focus it all on one week maybe mm. if we do something every week throughout that year instead well, they kind of managed to do that for the um you know the world war one centenary that, yeah that was four years long yeah you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> mm. 
Yes. Let's focus on the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, but and and so the one good thing, uh, one of the good things, is that all of that content is still available, so you can exactly plow your way through That's it. From true. like I had a Saturday night at home doing the ironing and watched the What Women Want documentary, and that was great. I really enjoyed having an an evening alone um, with fresh linen uh, to absorb mm. it, and you know. So, yeah. Like a tampon. Like a tampon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just spaced it out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was an ex- extraordinarily put together, amazing um, cross-section of yeah. women from all different like sectors, like rural women. There was just all this stuff that I've never even thought yeah, about. Like yeah. cool. the challenges that face rural women and isolation and yeah. mental health. And, um, and, and family violence for women in rural areas who can't get help quickly and yeah I thought it was really good it's also been re-edited I think for radio because I was driving home from somewhere and heard um, a a condensed version of it as well so um, you know without the vision so it was easier for them to edit so Mm. yeah there's all kinds of ways of diving in and out of that one it's quite intense so you might need a few bites at it Mm. yeah but the really good thing no one interrupts anyone yeah. On that couch. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. It's a lovely thing that I noticed. Yeah. And, and I, there's other stuff. I, I was driving home from Tauranga on Sunday and listened to Beyond Kate on National Radio, which is a podcast series. Oh, yes, I listened to a couple of those. That was very good. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed it because it meanders. It goes, here's a friend of Kate Shepherd's, and yeah. here's her great-grandson and – and it wow. wanders down a path talking about, you know, something that's colourful and human and, yeah, so that's yeah. – I highly recommend – oh, should, I meant to put the link on our on our um, page, so I'll do that for that They podcast. had quite a nice one um, talking about the, the first woman to sign the petition, the name right at the top, um, and they had an interview with uh, her great-great-grandson, um, and then they went to find the house that she grew up in and then the, the family that was living there had been in that house since sort of like, you know, for like a wow. hundred years or something. Wow. So the grandson and the man that lived there sat down and had this amazing conversation about their grand, great-grand-grandmothers and the fact that they were both suffragettes and it was really touching. Yeah, the mm. human stuff. Yeah, it was delightful. cool. There was also, because I got quite grumpy, um, I have to do, when people were saying, <laughs> men had to fight for the right to vote too. And uh, the Literally co- only one person said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was, Layton. Who was it? It was, was Layton. Layton. It was also and, Morris Jones. Oh, oh no. good on you, Morris. <laughs> Papa Kura, who said, um, what a ridiculous way to spell Morris. There's like not, been one word, not been one word of thanks or acknowledgement for the gender <laughs> that agreed to the change oh. 125 years ago. Oh, well, I think you're fine, Morris. That if you listen to the uh, Beyond Kate podcast, I don't think you will. <laughs> you will find out that, you know how people have been saying, but men gave women the right to vote because it was male members of parliament who voted for women to mm. have the vote. So where is the celebration for men? The podcast had a really interesting interview with an historian who uh, said that there's pretty good evidence that the male members of parliament who voted for women to have the right to vote did it uh, under um, pressure from their wives. Good. So it, actually, if you want to start handing out credits and accolades to the people who convinced, I mean, go, yeah. go to their wives, go to yeah. Mrs. The vote was not mm. given, it was one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It was one. One. They didn't give it. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't theirs to give. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
What about Jacinda's edition of the Herald? That was the big one. Yeah, we had quite a good time. Do day, we did reviewing that. <laughs> you did office. a brilliant job. Can I so, say how lovely it is to see people um, be lighthearted and and happy and uh, and 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 fun about Jacinda? That's because mm. everybody's a bit pussy footy around it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and so I really I loved it. The big thing that I loved was the big bra ad. That was next to the <laughs> ten bucks. Yeah. It was next to the photo of Jacinda, Jenny Shipley, and Helen Clark. And what a perfect observation you made that the bras were ten dollars, <laughs> and the ten dollar note has Kate Shepherd on them. It's Coincidence? What she would have wanted. <laughs> I don't yeah, think is so. Is there someone from Bend on listening? Can you tell us if you did that on purpose? Because if you did, you're a genius. Just yeah. Our other um, confession corner came that day in that we challenged ourselves and we got the newspaper to mm. name as many of the women on the front and back cover as we could and we did abysmally. That was a real wake-up call. There were people who I, like um, Nikki Caro, mm, for example, mm. people like that who are quite, you know, famous in a way that's very adjacent to things that I just have known. Like, I didn't know she looked, I don't know what she looked like. Yeah, yeah. If that was Peter Jackson or Taika Waititi, you yeah, know, absolutely. there's just no question. So that was quite shocking. And then, let alone the probably hundred mm. other people that I just well, between the three of us, we got pretty close, just not individually. No, that's yeah. true. Strength in numbers, yeah. hive mind. Her story. Yeah, I I felt pretty good about the number of Maori women I got right, which made me feel like I have actually been paying attention to my job. For the last five years, which it would be entirely like me to not. If I did come to you at a party and and ask you to identify really um, successful, famous, important Māori women over a bottle of Chardonnay, you'd be all right? I'd be fine. Put it in the pub quiz. Then open invite. That's my double points round. Oh my god! Um, yeah, it was, it was. It's been huge. I'm just looking through the rest of the stuff that was in there, and I, what I loved about that particular edition of the Herald was I was like, "This is what I always forget the name of it: the Island and Wonder Woman." The um, mascara. No, Michelle, this is your part. I know. I know your thing. Your thing. Yeah. No, I, I drink. <laughs> Damn it! This yeah, is sorry. what the daily rag would be like. Genovia. On, uh, yeah, some mascara. <laughs> it would. This is exactly what it would look like. That's yeah, a really that's lovely true. idea, isn't it? Take all the men out of the paper for a while. <laughs> I mean, they're still great. there selling, you know, hot deals on hot water. Yeah, but we don't want to do that, so he can have that. It's all right. We don't arrange the plumbing famously. Where do I need? <laughs> 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 oh dear! Nah. Anything else on suffrage? Oh, bloody bloody hell, Jackie! Yes, oh, Auntie Jackie. Auntie Jackie. Yeah. The, what was it? The Woman Supreme of Woman of Influence oh. Award for two reasons. One is the influence that she has on the women and kids and families and vulnerable people that she works with, walks alongside, but also because of the influence she's had over that conversation. New Zealand has had since Tin Tomatoes about what giving mm. is and whether you yeah. give people the shit you don't want or whether you give people gifts that they need. Yeah. And mm. she's really had a huge influence on that whole conversation. So richly deserved. And she yeah. was really surprised and delighted. And 
she's good at everything except she's got a wee touch of the imposter syndrome. So I think mm. that, like every woman probably, so I think that getting that kind of recognition and seeing it reflected back at her in the faces of the women that she walks alongside has been a real boost to her. So I'm delighted. Oh, yeah, that's uh, cool. Yeah, Love it. I want to make some merch with some tin tomatoes on it. <gasps> yeah. I feel like it could be yeah. like... Like a like a powerful image yeah. to really sort of sum up what that conversation was. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Mm. Let's do that. Oh, let's do merch. Oh, I've just I I've had a a friend an offer from a friend who to make t-shirts for the next auntie's fundraiser, which is November <gasps> the twenty fifth. I think I'll I'll fix that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, fix there you go. Place. That's the image. Yeah, tin tomatoes. Yes. Tomatoes brought to you by the aunties. Brainstormed by Leonie Hayden. Genius. Just call me Andy Warhol. Yes! (laughs) Anything else on suffrage? Leonie, there was also a republishing of your extraordinary piece saying, you know, let's not forget that Māori women had the vote long before the Europeans arrived. Yeah, I had someone interestingly try and sort of argue with me about what the definition of a vote was. And obviously my point was that Māori women and children had an equal say in, in how a lot of day-to-day things are run, maybe not in every iwi, but sort of generally that was sort of an accepted yeah. societal structure. That's an acceptable definition of voting. Um, and then, yeah, and it was a woman that was sort of arguing with me about what voting meant. And I was like, yeah. I Is mean, this online? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, Did you point out to her that voting doesn't just happen with a piece of paper and a ballot box, that sometimes we vote with our Feet. Well, exactly. And, and our, our wallets and our words and our presence yeah. or lack thereof. Turning up, not turning up. Exactly. Um, I, but frankly, I, I don't have much energy for online arguments these days. But I just thought it was an interesting hill to die on. You know? mm. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. That's yeah. what you're. Uh, that's that's you what think? you're coming out to bat for. That's yeah. that's fine. That's on you. you obviously, have a passion sure. for the Westminster style of politics. <laughs> the core flute and the orange <laughs> yeah. vivid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure, if that's your thing. It's interesting. Mm. Interesting what people will come out for. Confession Corner. Confession Corner. So we've just confessed to a lot of oh, yeah. suffrage <laughs> I did all of mine. Yeah. I did, did all of mine already. Do you have any, Michelle? Yeah. Okay, what do you got? Yeah. So a group of women who are holding a conference, uh, I can't even remember the sector, but anyway, they uh, got in touch and said, would I please make a video that they could, an inspirational video that they could make, and they gave me a deadline to do it, and I didn't do it because uh, on every day off that I had that I might have been able to shoot a little video, I couldn't be fucked putting makeup on. (laughs) And I know that at conferences they put your video up on a massive screen. (laughs) That's 27,000 times the size of your actual face. And I just went, I don't want to. So that's dreadful. So I, yeah. So I didn't do it. Confess. They're listening, you know. They're listening right now. Do you feel lighter now? No, actually, I feel even worse. (laughs) You probably heard it. (laughs) Sitting here in the stink of my own self hate. You know what you can do for that? (laughs) Snapchat filter. Oh, see, I'm You can wear a lovely beret, a French beret. Oh, my God. And lovely red lips and a little um, (laughs) flick of the eye. It doesn't always stay on your face. Or the puppy face. I like (laughs) the puppy face. I could have done that. Yeah, just normal. God damn it, a filter. Why didn't I think of that? Stitch you up for next. It's a good tip, Alex. Yeah, it um, might have taken a- actually. My confession is about my eyelashes. 
because I have been using Revitalash. They're the very long. Expensive. Thank you. This is not why I'm bringing They're this up, so but you are welcome though. to shower. I can't quite see how it. you can keep your glasses on. Why yeah. don't they push your glasses off? They're so oh, it's long. Getting there. But my moment of soaring pride this month came not with the suffrage celebration. <laughs> Not with Jacinda <laughs> in the, at the UN, not with seeing baby Neve, the General Assembly. It was when I felt my eyelashes catch in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> when I was walking to work, <laughs> it happened. Wow. And I, just, <laughs> I was just like the galaxy brain. I was so happy and proud. And that's bad. <laughs> and that's not good. Yeah. No, that's but not. <laughs> that's not. But... It's an evocative image, though, like just feeling the wind through your oh, eyelashes. Did it make you skip? Did you do a little skip? <laughs> Honestly, if Does someone it, had filmed me, whisk you into the air. I had I have this image of you sort of rising on the yeah. wind as your lashes lift you away. Yeah. <laughs> Flutter the next month, probably. That's lovely. But that's my bad confession. I have another one that I was reading a parody article about. Um, non-threatening leadership strategies for women, like how to communicate in the workplace without coming across like a bitch. Um, and I didn't realise it was a joke <laughs> until halfway through. I was like, these are all really good tips. <laughs> I will finish all my emails with an exclamation yeah. mark. Like it was like this sitting site, a deep The dot com is very informative. <laughs> oh, the onion gives me a lot. <laughs> But it was like, you know, instead of saying this has to be done by Monday, what do you think about getting this done by Monday? And then it says, you know, ask your coworker what he thinks of something instead of just asking him to do it. This makes him feel like you're telling him what to do and like less like you're telling him what to do and more like you care about his opinions. And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I hear what you're saying. And I read like it got me it got me quite far down. Until I realized, oh, this is what you're not supposed to do. <laughs> it's the opposite. Because I'm all about softening language. Yeah. I just like cushion, 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 mm. pillow fort, everything <laughs> that I say. Because <laughs> I don't want people to not like me. <laughs> and that's my confession for the month. Yeah, On the good. upside of that, you the, the suggestions were new to you. Yes. Yes. So you've been doing the non you've been doing the threatening stuff rather than the non-threatening stuff. So I'm just trying to think of it. I'm I'm just flipping True. this. I'm spinning this. So that you feel mm. good about yourself. You were going, oh my God, I hadn't <laughs> thought of using those many emojis. That's true. <laughs> well, they actually are like quite tame compared to my non-threatening language. <laughs> like normally I'm like, smiley face, smiley face, smiley face, exclamation mark. Only if you want to. Could I get that thing? But only if it's not a hassle. Yeah. I mean, if you've got time, but not a biggie if you don't. No biggie. That was an amazing thing that I think Mad Chapman posted in on the rack yeah. 24-7, which was like, I'll just get hit by a car. It's fine. Don't worry. I'll just like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ask a ragger. I'm not sure if we have a sting for this. Well, I'll just keep talking if we don't. <laughs> Ask a ragger. Now, this is a question. That was gorgeous. Yeah. Rachel in on the rag 24 7 asked us a question. Mm. In the kind of fallout of the, now I'm going to say it wrong. Kavanaugh. 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 The Kavanaugh. Um, like cabinet. It's nothing like that, but I, that's how I like to think of him. <laughs> She asks, etiquette question, how long do you have to wait after a Facebook rant at a stupid person who shouts hashtag men too at your Kavanaugh posts <laughs> before removing them from your friends? Is it five minutes long enough 
or am I shutting down discourse like an angry feminazi? In quotes. <laughs> it's your page. Do what you want. Yeah, agree. Get rid of them. It's your living room. Facebook is your living room. They can say what they want on their own page. If it's on your page, you're in charge. You can do heaps of things. One is you can you can argue with them. Oh, who's got time? <laughs> or you can delete their comment. I don't think everybody knows that, that on your Facebook page, yeah. you mm. can delete anybody's comment. You can get rid of it. You mm. can ask them to get rid of it. You can, uh, and then you can block or you can mute or you can do any of those things, but it's your page. It's your living room. If you want to say get out to someone, then do it. What if it's in a? What if the person is offered, say, a status? This is what happened to me. Someone that I met once at union, some for some reason, still Facebook friends with. So it was not a loss, but just did a big sort of. I don't mean to sound like a you know meninist, but have you all actually watched every second of this like hearing? Because I have. And blah, 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 long, 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 long. Basically that it's all a political, you know. Um, yeah, but these, it's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. So I just immediately, I just deleted them. But that's a, that's a really uh, trite argument is to find a thing that you might not have done that will therefore, but not therefore, invalidate your response to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, did you watch it upside down? Did you yeah. did you watch it while your face was green? Yeah. Then then you didn't really watch it, did yeah. you? Yeah. You didn't fully appreciate. Yeah. 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 I mean that's that's one of the oldest sort of meninist troll tricks in the book, really, is mm. to find that that loophole. Yeah. That you that disqualifies you from having an opinion, but it never does. It's, Never makes any sense. I found it really interesting that in the last little while in my opinion column in your weekend, I have been using data. I've been gathering data all year about um, women's things. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and every in every column I'm chucking some data in. Here are some, here are some numbers mm. that, uh, and, and let me make an argument based on those. And I've noticed in the last few weeks that lots of the comments from men are, those numbers don't, they don't matter. They, you can, <laughs> oh you can read those God. numbers any way you want and I wouldn't trust the way those numbers are gathered. Like this is data from the, um, the Department of Statistics. Yeah. And without them the comment would be where's the evidence? Yeah, exactly. 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 So they'll just, they'll just find stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I do really love that sort of idea of your social media being your living room. I was mm. reading quite an interesting post by um, there's a, a lovely writer from down in Porirua called Nadine Huda, um, and she did this really great post um, about treating your Facebook page as your living room. And then on that very same post, someone came into her living room and and trampled on her mana as she talked about it. And I just thought, and then so instead of just sort of getting super mad, she wrote another really interesting post about the fact that she'd invited all of these people into her living room and she enjoys the company of all these different types of people. And then someone came in and trampled on their mana, and this is that was you know, and then this is her reaction to it. It was so interesting. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I love writers. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, Look at things. Make a metaphor. Well. Make a parallel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. Yeah. Invite more people to talk about it. Yeah. But yeah. Who's your living room? You don't have to wait any time to kick someone out of your house if they're disrespecting you. Yeah. And sometimes I, as you know, I have taken the time to engage in those conversations. But sometimes I just go, no, get out. Mm. So it's your call, and it depends on your energy. It's sort of like if. Sometimes you're feeling if like a Jehovah's Witness or something yeah. turns up, and sometimes, sometimes I'm open to a chat. Yeah, just because <laughs> yeah. I'm bored. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. Other times, I'm like, no, sorry. forcibly <laughs> shutting the door. Just an example. I'm just in the middle of bleeding a chicken out the back. <laughs> you guys probably don't want to see it. <laughs> exactly. All right, cool tips. What are our cool tips from the month that have made our lives slightly easier that we want to share with the group? I never drink from the mini bar in hotels. When I say never, I do now. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm confused. I'm, I'm, is this a tip or is this just you? Like, this is my tip. This is my tip. So I have I stay in hotels a lot, and I you know there's always a little bottle of Johnny Walker and a little bottle of vodka and a little bottle of bourbon, and, you, and it's like uh, I look at them as though they're the Iron. I'm not going to use that either. Mm. It's just, they're just in the room. Or the safe. Yeah. Yeah, or well, the yeah. safe. Who's, who uses that? Uh, anyway. Or the um, kettle. Or the for deep cut for, for, the, for doing your laundry. But I did. Uh, so here's my cool tip is um, if you're doing a gig and it doesn't go well and you walk off stage and out of the room, uh, go into your hotel room and drink the vodka straight out of the little miniature bottle because you feel like you're in a movie, and then take a sleeping pill and and go to sleep. That's my, that's my cool tip. It's, it's specific. That's very specific. <laughs> but I'm sure someone else will have an experience like me where you just need to get out of the room and go to mm. sleep. There's a certain opulence as well in indulging in a minibar. So I had like $7 Pringles once at the museum. I was balling out. I am the kind of person that can afford a $7 packet <laughs> of tiny Ooh, miniature that out of Pringles. my credit card onto my normal card. <laughs> there is something really, really, really satisfying about drinking out of those little tiny miniature bottles. Anyway. So you're just, you're just shotting it straight back. I just shot it straight. Sort of, I took wow. the lid off and I drank it. And, uh, yeah, well, as someone who was forced to drink straight vodka shots on Friday, ah. I do appreciate how easy it is actually to yeah. drink mm. a, just straight vodka. Great. I was surprised. And I'm always worried. amazed in movies in America. Like they always say, like, would you like a drink? And then they just pour like half a glass of vodka and then they sit there drinking it. And I've always just been like, what is wrong with these people? Do yeah. they not know that that's yuck? And yeah. if you if they put a little splash actually, of, of tonic or soda into it, they call it a cocktail. <laughs> Like, cocktails got fruit and umbrella, you crazy people. You know, what's wrong with you? But yeah. What about you, Leone? Make it make it more <laughs> sensible and helpful and healthy than mine, please. I was sort of really racking my brain this week to think of like tips, and I don't mm. I don't have a like a life hack type tip, but I just thought I might talk about things that make my life a little bit easier. I love this. Yes. And I don't know if anyone else does this, but Shazam. I was thinking about, like, what are the apps that I use the most? Shazam is actually, when it comes down to it, Whoa. the app that I use the most. And I get it out everywhere I go, in the supermarket, hey. in other people's cars, when the 17-year-old I live with starts playing music. I just steal music from everywhere. And then every couple of weeks I make a playlist <gasps> out of all the Shazam music I've stolen from the world. That's amazing. I'm more more like saying this to ask if anyone else does it because... It's a really good Like I've been doing it for ages, like basically since Shazam was invented and this is how I learn new music. Yeah. That's amazing. I've never, I've only ever used it once when I was having, you know when you have those, you have like something in your head and you're like, what's that song? song? And I tried singing it into Shazam. (laughs) That is not how that works. It did not yield result. I don't know how music works. Isn't it all just the same? It's all noise. (laughs) Yeah, I do it in, in shops and 
That is a great TV way shows. to find new music. Yeah. yeah. I saw it once, actually. I went to breakfast, watched the filming of breakfast when, uh, oh no, maybe it was Good Morning, when the Counting Crows came to play live yes. in studio. And Sam Willis. Oh, I love the Counting Crows. It was they quite amazing. Breakfast or? They were at breakfast. It was really strange. Oh my God. Um, and Sam Wallace was shazamming them. Playing live. Playing live. I don't think that's weird? how it works either. <laughs> no. It's like very surprised. You do use Shazam to find out who the artist is and what the song is called, but they were actually in the studio. You're she right, could have asked them. What are you called? <laughs> who are you? What are you playing? That's it was, a, it was a, probably my only experience of Shazam in the wild. Yeah, I've seen people trying to Shazam songs at like massive uh, Spark Arena concerts. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, all you're Shazamming is the drunk girl next to you screaming in her friend's ear. <laughs> It just comes back with, yeah, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My cool tip is sort of a fusion dish of a cool tip from last month and a drunken conversation that I had with Jose's partner, Bronwyn, Mm -hmm. who listens to the podcast, and said, um, so I suggested using a microfiber cloth to take makeup off in a way that is not going to hurt the environment. And she says sometimes that's it's great, but sometimes you have really stubborn kind of stuff. So micellar water, chuck that on. You're still not using like cotton wipes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Put micellar water straight on the microfiber cloth. Yes. And I've been doing it, and she's a genius. Wow. So shout out to Bronwyn. Shout out to Bronwyn. That is the end. I just need to buy one of those. Yeah, I do too. Do you have a brand one or did you just sort of Google microfiber? I just got the one from the chemist warehouse. Oh. There's like a bag of, there's a thing of five for like right. eight bucks. So it's not a, a face halo? No. I did come close though. <laughs> it's, one of those. it's the circle shape. Yeah. <laughs> it's unusual. <laughs> there's black ones, especially for professional makeup artists. Is, now. It, is it a circle shape because your face <clears throat> is circular? <clears throat> is that to match? Is that? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I like what you're doing here. Yeah, I like it. Anyway. Honest opinion. Speaking of Nobby and Brett Kavanagh is um, possibly going to be on the Supreme Court for the rest of his life. I tell you what, I was watching um, Christine Ford's testimony when Jacinda Ardern walked into this office yesterday. Oh, yeah. Were you? Yeah. And I was in a zone and a half. Like I was just going... I don't know if I really want to watch, you know, yeah. the next 10 minutes of this. Yeah. And then Toby Manhart walked past and, and waved at me, and I thought he was with Beck Stevenson, our old business editor who looks a lot like Jacinda. That's true. Because you're not expecting the Prime Minister to walk past. Hardly happens. And I just sort of went, bah. I just did like it, made a noise like a sheep, and just kind of waved my hand like that. <laughs> and then I just got, I, just, I was in such a weird zone. It was it's like such hard. a strange... You know, so many things colliding in my immediate vicinity. Mm. I still haven't fully recovered from it. Because her story is that 35 years ago he sexually assaulted her uh, while they were at high school Mm. um, and that she was afraid because when she she tried to shout for help, he put his hand over her mouth and she thought he might accidentally kill her. And um, her testimony is... um, Extraordinary. I mean, but authentic and believable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what there's been this terrible thing. I think because so many women have a story like that or similar to that, mm. that it's like watching yourself put on trial. I mean, she's not on trial; she's giving evidence yeah. um, for his job application. But um, 
it's I think for so many thousands, and we know how many women. You know, everybody, almost everybody I know has a Me Too story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So everybody is feeling, is identifying with Christine Blasey Ford, and it's hard. Mm-hmm. And then you hear people, you know, Republicans going, "Well, even if he did sexually assault her thirty five years ago, that shouldn't stop him being on oh, the Supreme yeah. Court for the rest of his life." Just a kid. The blatant hypocrisy of what. What is a useful indiscretion, sort of across sort of cultural boundaries, mm. is really interesting in America as well because mm. it's like, you know, you have seventeen, sixteen, seventeen year olds that people are demanding are tried as an adult, right. and then, yeah. but if you're an entitled white man, what you did at seventeen wasn't your fault. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. God. That's right. That's right. And then the, there's the whole, well, why bring it up now? You know that people keep. Like the man I deleted on Facebook. <laughs> and like Rebecca Moody said in the On The Rag um, page, you know, if something like that had happened to me and it was incredibly traumatising and something I lived with for a long time, it's something I might want to bring up once that man <laughs> is in, you know, the running for yeah. a tremendous position of power. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because it goes to character, yeah, which exactly. is part of what he needs for the job is good character. Yeah. And I would suggest that, yeah. Also, as Clementine Ford pointed out, there's a high chance that no one would have believed her at the time anyway. Of course. Exactly. On average in New Zealand, um, here's a bit of data, uh, it takes uh, on average 16 years for a woman to talk about um, a sexual assault. So um, 35 years isn't out of the question. 16 years is how long it takes. So, on average. So, yeah. I'm just, you know what really blows my mind is that there aren't enough other rich white male judges <laughs> that who don't have any allegations of sexual assault yeah. floating around that they can mm. chuck into that job. What? In the whole of America? Mm, yeah. You can't mm. find another dude who hasn't tried to allegedly yeah. rape someone. Like mm. you can't be really? like a, mm. a justice of the peace in New Zealand without having sort of like a unimpeachable reputation in your community. That's right. Yeah. One accusation, that a fairly believable accusation of sexual assault should be enough yeah. for them to go, you know what, maybe Supreme Court's not for you. We're not going to exactly. convict you if there's no. a lack of evidence. But, but you can go back to your highly paid sure. job yeah. in your life and nothing will change. Exactly. Just maybe not the Supreme Court. And it drove me a little crazy in his wah-wah baby voice going, oh, it's so unfair. Oh, and it was awful. You've ruined my oh, life. You've, what is it? He said, you've destroyed my career and destroyed my family. Bullshit. Yeah. You're probably going to get on the Supreme Court by the mm. end of this week, by the end of the FBI investigation. Your career is not destroyed. You will, for the rest of your life, be surrounded by people who think you're a good dude and that mm. that was all bullshit. Yeah. Nothing about your life has actually changed. And meanwhile, Christine Blasey Ford is um, living in hiding. Mm. 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 And, you know, elsewhere, Louis C.K. is back on stage. (laughs) You know, like we want to throw it beyond this specific example. There is time and time again we have learned that men will be fine. Yeah, they don't. Their lives are not ruined by allegations of sexual assault at all. Mm. Roman Polanski said that uh, the hashtag Me Too movement is just hysteria and blah, blah, blah. Oh, it makes me sick. Oh, okay. Okay, let's listen to that guy. (laughs) 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 It's just sometimes... These things happen and I look around and I'm just like, is everything crazy? Is everything just yeah 
fucked. You can go for long periods of time, and especially a month like this where we had all these amazing suffrage <laughs> celebrations as tiring as they were, that everything felt good. And then you look overseas where you look to just, you know, these little microaggressions that happen every day, all these major things happening overseas. Yeah. And they're just, there's such a dissonance, right? Yeah. And they have an effect on us. You know, mm. there isn't, there isn't a, a wall <laughs> between no. us and the States. So that um, way of thinking it filters over to us, mm. soaks into us. And you can see that. <laughs> Again, I'm mentioning this stuff, comment section. But yeah, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's the same here. It's bizarre, isn't it? You think that you, I mean, I, yeah, you think that you have made great strides and moved forward and we're all on the same page and everybody got the memo about, you know, don't rape people and that. And <laughs> then it, you find out, oh, actually, it's not that bad if mm. you're 17 and white and from a nice family. Who hasn't? Who hasn't put their hand over a woman's mouth yes. and tried to rape her? Yeah. Youthful indiscretion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crazy times. It also, there was another, um, you know, it also rips open all the wounds for everybody everywhere, like you're saying. And there was, I think it began a Twitter thread about people talking about asking women, what would you do if men had a 9pm curfew? Isn't that amazing? In the world. And honestly, that was one of those when I was just like, okay, this has shifted my world a little bit again. Mm. Because I have never thought about things in that point of view and I was like oh my god yeah what if men weren't allowed out after nine o'clock it's that thing that we were talking about Leonie when we did the human rights commission thing for suffrage day that I would love for a month as an experiment for men to have because we do a voluntary curfew as women we don't go out alone mm. Mm. at night and what if for a month if we all agreed because men love women and they wish that we didn't live the lives that we do and that we had all the freedom and equal opportunities that they do so what if they agreed just for one month that they would not leave the house. They, they, they would take on the voluntary curfew. Mm, yeah. And and those re- responses from women just made me weep. Mm. So, you know what I'd like to do with that? I'd like to go for a walk after yeah. dark. Yeah. And wouldn't we? Swims and things. And... I'd like to go to um, a comedy festival overseas by myself and be able to get to and from a show. Mm. I was thinking about this actually Um like a couple of years ago, I went by myself on a junket um, to do like a bunch of Days of Our Lives interviews in LA. And I added all these days on because I was like, oh, I'm in LA, of course. And I was too scared to go outside. Like I just didn't yeah. go out yeah. at night. And like I talk about it now and everyone's kind of like, you know, that was crazy. And I'm like, yeah, it was kind of crazy. But at the time. I get it. I, I was by myself. I was, you know, 20, 22. Yeah. And I was too scared to go outside. I, I totally get that. I did some travel writing in the 90s and I would at daytime on my own, daytime, go anywhere, do anything, uh, got to dark time, I would go back to the hotel and drink a bottle, a <laughs> mini bottle of vodka and take a sleeping pill. But yeah. no, I didn't, didn't go out walking by myself at night. That's a crazy thing. I've also been thinking about recently, and I'm willing to be corrected on this and I would love for some examples, but... I've like always really loved, um, this is kind of going to change it, but so sort of anthropological, like dark tourist style documentary series where like a curious person goes out and talks to all these different people from all these different cultures and travels and reveals something mm. and maybe puts himself in danger, maybe, you know, unearths something. And you know what I realized? Those are all fronted by men because I don't think the woman can go out and experience the world in yeah. the same way. No. And it was like a real like shock to my system when yeah. I looked back and I was like, okay, we've got, you know, 
there's the Louis Theroux types and all that sort of thing. Like yeah. that's something that I would love to do. Yeah. And then I started actually thinking about it. Even shows like Nathan for you, where Nathan Fielder, who's kind of in a character, but still goes out and talks to all these normal people. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? If that I was a woman, that. those shows would be completely different. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and there is, there's, um, Joanna Lumley does a travel show, but it's completely different from mm. those. It's not, ex- it's not exploring, it's not extreme. She goes with a film crew who are very visible because she talks to them all the time to meet particular people. And, you know, it's almost like she turns up at dinner parties around the world. Mm. Um, but it's a completely different thing from what you're talking about. Mm. I'm going to wander into a strange and new space yeah. on my own and see what it's like. Yeah. It's really Yeah. Really, really pissed me so off. Not a neutral <laughs> presence. Like all of those no. those men sort of have like this sort of protection where they get to just walk into any space and they are completely neutral in that space. Yes. Mm. They're not threatening. Yeah. Um, and they're not prey. But they're not prey, exactly. Yeah. So they can just walk in and just be like, I've got a question for you. Yeah. I'm just yeah. a quirky dude who's doing research. Yeah. But mm. a woman would walk into that space just bringing a whole lot of society's baggage with her into that space that would immediately be projected on Why are you here? What people. do you want? Mm. What do you what exactly. do you make me want to do to you by being yeah. present? Yeah. That's right. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, It's got me thinking a lot about just the work that we do in particular as well. I wonder, you know, have stories I've done ended up differently because I interviewed someone Mm. as a woman. And I see it happen when I turn up. If someone hasn't met me before, doesn't know who I am, and I've set up an interview and I arrive and I'm Alex, the girl, something switches. I've seen it happen like multiple times. And I'm like, okay, what? What happened then? Yeah. You know? what, and what interview would you give to the one you were expecting? Yeah. It's interesting. I think that's a really good reason for the three oh, of us God. to do a pitch for a travel series together. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> yeah. We could dress like the we could dress like the motorcycle women <gasps> in Mad Max and in, yeah. in um you know the the newest one. You know the The Furiosa. Yeah, the Furiosa. Can we do that? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I want leather. <laughs> They're like, man, this is the Gold Coast. Can you please calm down? <laughs> Uh, you'd be a bit hot on that in Hawaii, love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Pivoting, watch club on that sort of a note. Have we been watching things this month? I am so enjoyed? excited to have discovered, you may already know this, the marvellous Mrs. Maisel. Oh yes, I've watched that. Oh my God. Have you, did you talk about that. it on this and it flew past me? Maybe. Fuck, it's so good. <laughs> I discovered it on Sunday and I haven't slept since then. So it's about a housewife in 1958 New York City who uh, discover, discovers that she's got a knack for stand-up comedy. Her whole life kind of falls apart, but she's got stand-up. And it's um, it's Rachel Brosnahan who played the prostitute character in House of Cards. Um, uh, I keep. I looked it up because I keep going. I know you from somewhere. Uh, and Alex Borstein, who's the voice of Lois and Family Guy, who plays her manager, Susie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That makes so much sense. And it's, it's written by Amy Schumann, Schumann Palladino, whose father was a stand-up comedian in the 1950s in New York, and came home with all these amazing stories about Joan Rivers um, and and other women comedians. And so she absorbed all those stories as a child and has written it. And it's fucking funny. And the stand-up is superb. And the banter is delightful and 
sharp and sassy as fuck. And, um, yeah, Sherman Palladino said, I wanted to do a story about a woman who thought she'd scored, she'd got it all, and then, bam, it all falls apart and I'm falling apart. She discovers an ambition and a need to speak and a voice that she just frankly didn't know was there. It's so good. It is so good. I think it won the Emmy as well, didn't it? It won. It's won two Golden Globes and five Primetime Emmys. It just keeps like sweeping out of nowhere and all these people online are like, I've never seen this show. It's why the so fuck is it yeah, winning yeah. all the Emmy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's why it's I picked up on really it. Good. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah. So, it's yeah, fun. that's me. It's made me very happy. That's a very good antidote to It's almost like drinking vodka out of a little miniature <laughs> bottle. <laughs> You're taking a second time. But not quite. It's close. How about you, Leonie? <laughs> Um, I watched this month, I watched all of the latest season of BoJack Horseman, which continues to be very dark and hurt my heart quite a lot. Um, But again, lots of really great, like, feminist undercurrents to it, because Diane is just, as a character, just keeps getting fucking better and better. Um, And I also watched um, Maniac, the um, miniseries starring Jonah Hill and Emma Stone, based on some kind of sci-fi source material, it's not a particularly like feminist work, but I do need someone to explain it to me. <laughs> so it's just an no, open this call. is just a call out. Everybody for, watch it for others who have watched Maniac to tell me what the hell is going on. Tainous. What is the reality that they actually live in? Where are they in time and space? <laughs> Tina's watched it across the room. In I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I think I said on Twitter, like I'm definitely not smart enough to tell you if it was like well done. <laughs> But I was entertained, even though a lot of the language used I didn't understand. It was like in the first episode, like a, a straight 20 minutes where I didn't understand a single line that came out of anyone's oh my, mouth. Wait, what? <laughs> Are they speaking a, 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 an unusual language? Well, it's or? because they're sort of in like a reality like ours, but different. It's sort of the 80s, but not, like stylistically. And so at the vernacular or like the the... the the organisations that they talk about or the processes that are just part of, like, even, like, how they pay for things is different from ours. Okay. Oh, my goodness. So it's, like, this whole sci-fi universe with its own universe. Do you catch and on I eventually? Just, I was like, I don't Yeah, you do. You totally catch on eventually. Because I remember watching The Wire. I watched the first episode of The Wire it, and going, I don't know what anybody yeah. is fucking talking about <laughs> and and had a little white girl TNT it, going, it was just very use similar. your words. Yeah. And then I... Calm down. And it watching. is one of those things like The Wire that if you don't make it past the first episode, you'll never get it or enjoy it. But yep. people that do push past that first episode go, oh, my God, this is amazing. This is the best I've mm. ever seen. Yeah. yeah, but lots of people don't get past that. Yeah. So you're recommending it, but you also need But you just need help. help. You do need friends. You need help friends her. to watch it too. And there's some cliff notes. <laughs> A collective watch. That's um, good. I like it. There's an amazing is it, what episode of BoJack Horseman is like the Me Too one with this. Oh, the one with the. Um, you mean the four? last season or the this season? The newest season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and there's kind of a guy who's put on public trial. Is that this season? There's a like Mel Gibson character. Oh, yes. Who's like amazing, who just yeah. keeps doing apology tours. Yeah, that's right. So it's just like, you know, the Jews are responsible for everything and then he's on an apology tour for that. And then whilst on that apology tour, he says that all women are fucked and then he has to do another apology tour and it's like stand innovations at each apology tour and then and then, and then he's announced that he's like the lead in this great new blockbuster film and then he fucks that up and then does another apology to it. It's really <laughs> yeah. great. It was quite amazing. And also showing, yeah, like the 
the TV producers who are like, we need, we need, you know, we need a kind of misunderstood kind of a guy. Yeah, who yeah. can we get? And so they just get the guy who's like fucked up publicly the most yeah. for the longest time. But he apologized. <laughs> he apologized. <laughs> oh, man. It's I such a that. smart show. It really is. It's one of the greats. Um, I had like a weird day with some reason, kind of on my documentary um, buzz. I watched Hot Girls Wanted on Netflix. Oh, which is like a documentary series about the first season is very much about the porn industry. I watched the second indus- oh, yeah. the second season because it's each episode has a different theme around the intersection between like technology and sex and relationships and how it mostly how it impacts women. And it's fascinating. It was like they I watched an episode which was about dating apps and followed this kind of loser guy in like Vegas who is just constantly gaming them. You know, like has like all these phones and oh. it has all these relationships and all this stuff going on and how he's like he's like at forty five, but he's like, you know, I'm still like in my twenties dating. And it's like counteracts that with the woman that he goes on dates with, these women who are like, He was so nice, I really love you know, we've I think we've been together for about two months now. And it's like, No, you haven't And wow. he's completely like Wow. That's a crazy episode. There's like a really interesting one about like cam girls who get into, you know, doing yeah. that kind of stuff online and then eventually get like drawn. It's incredibly sad. Um, the sort of the brutal um, turnover of industries like that. But I just never seen something, I guess, sometimes I don't feel like those sorts of industries are given the weight that they actually, in the space that they actually take up mm. in, in mm. culture. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Critically and intellectually, people don't really like to talk about that kind of stuff. And it really is, um, gives it the weight that it deserves. And it's incredibly interesting and kind of devastating. But yeah. Yeah. And Rashida Jones is a producer, which I was oh, like. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rashida Jones made it. But yeah, it's Hot Girls Wanted. There's another interesting actually, like they revisited um, this woman who makes like erotic films in LA and her mother was the first female photographer for Playboy in the 60s. Mm. And it was quite interesting. And again, I was like toying with these, um, everyone was kind of lauding, not lauding her, but being like, you know, that was quite groundbreaking for the time. And she, you know, beat out a lot of men for the job and did an amazing job. But then I was also like, it's still... The male gaze. Yeah. Like it's still fulfilling the need of a male audience. Yeah. yeah. If there's a female person behind the camera, I don't know. Is that. Yeah. St- it's still the male. Is it's, it still yes. the male gaze? I don't know. Well, it, I yeah, get confused. But that's a really interesting question to ask. <laughs> it, uh, the models responding to, the, is the subject responding to uh, the woman behind the camera or is the woman behind the camera imagining being the male eyes mm. yeah or uh, is everybody being tricked because the yeah yeah and it's still going out to a male audience yeah so does it matter and if see what i would love to know is if you if to ask that photographer if you were shooting these photographs for a female audience for an audience of lesbians mm. would you um uh, construct the photos, stage the photos differently. Mm. Would you mm. frame it differently? Mm. I'd love to know that. Yeah, yeah. I noticed on the Instagram I follow um, Brooke Candy. Did you know her? She's a performance artist um, who just directed a uh, the first sort of um, feminist, trans, and uh, non-binary inclusive porn for Pornhub. And yeah. it's like a, you know, it's sort of like a fe- nearly feature length sort of porn film. 
it's quite explicit. I couldn't watch all of it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's like quite beautifully styled and it's very much not for the male gaze mm. at all. Yeah. And I just had never really seen anything like it. And uh, the, she sort of talked a lot about um, trying to help uh, sites like Pornhub sort of move sort of more away from that male gaze direction and actually start creating content for other people. Yeah. I was like, this is fascinating. Yeah, I don't, it's really interesting. Yeah, I don't know how deep into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, you have to look at a lot of quite confronting stuff in order to understand yeah. why people are doing it. Um, but I, yeah, I had to look a bit of it and I, yeah, I just thought it was cool, I guess. I mean, mm. I don't know much about those industries to, to mm. know uh, how effective that kind of move away can be, but it seems like a positive step. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what the TV series was that I talked about once before where the, uh, they had all women writers and a woman director. Was it, oh, Jessica Jones, Jessica oh, Jones. Oh, yeah. And there was that um, group sex scene. There was a, an orgy uh, of women. Orgy. And it, it was orgy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> make it really cute <laughs> and it was really it was so clearly so obviously shot by a woman mm. with a woman's eye it was a completely different and written that way as well yeah anyway sorry that just popped into my head mm. and not in a bad way mm. mm-hmm. alright we've come to the end I think oh no hold on one more thing I wanted to talk about two spectacular celebrity clapbacks that happened this month. We'll go international first. Brie Larson, who is... um Captain Ma- Marvel, Marvel, Marvel lady, Marvel lady, <laughs> <laughs> sexist, sexist. <laughs> caught ya. Um, she got a lot of backlash for not smiling enough in the trailer for Captain oh, Marvel. God, if Captain Marvel's not immune from oh, the smile, love, <laughs> none of us are yeah. safe. So all these fucking dweebs <laughs> photoshopped her in the trailer and put these sort of corny smiles on. Which is a sad way to spend your time. Such a condescending like Ugh. message as well. Like one of them said, "What's he said? I fixed that for you or yeah. something." It's like fixed what? She's out here trying to save the world. Why the fuck would she be grinning like an idiot? <laughs> and someone said that she looked like she needed a nap because <laughs> yeah, she, she didn't tired. have enough energy to smile. Cheer up, yeah. love. She's not wearing uh, a lovely coral <laughs> lipstick. Might not happen. Hasn't used enough brightening concealer under the eyes while she's out here in the field. Trying to save the fucking universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and she came back. She used the same tech <laughs> that these nerds have used against her. And it. added smiles onto Iron Man, Captain America, and Doctor Strange. And they look just as <laughs> stupid. I love Robert Downey Jr. with a shit looking grin. Hey. Like, hey. So you have Iron Man um, with a beaming, lovely, toothy white smile. Yeah. And it just looks ridiculous. Pepper Pot standing next to him looking very... She looks like she needs a nap. (laughs) She looks like she's trying to get away from him now. It's creepy, crazy guy. (laughs) I just thought that was sensational. And then the other big win, Leonie, you want to take this one? This is your girl, Hilary Barry. Oh, yes. With the great um, Twitter comeback. Yeah, she uh, had a really great exchange with um, one of her fans. Um, Hillary uh, uh, observed uh, quite a badly worded um, Herald website uh, about referring to Clark Gayford as a babysitter. And she said, Dad's parent, they don't babysit. 
Um, and someone replied to her, calling her a stupid cunt. Nobody gives a fuck about your pedantic bullshit. Bloody picking every little thing out. Um, and she replied that her cunt is quite spectacular. My cunt isn't stupid, quite the contrary. It's spectacular. Thank you, though, for your valued feedback. Yes. And I, honestly, nothing has made me feel more patriotic. I said this on the show yeah. last week, the idea that one of our most prolific broadcasters is out here dropping sea and truth bombs like that <laughs> yeah. on the internet to make a point. Was it was spectacular? It's totally it was great, beautifully done. And there was some, you know, lame feedback for about her feedback saying, "Why are you amplifying this dude?" It's her page. This is her living it's room. Her living room. Mm. And if she wants to point at somebody and go, "You're a fuck with," <laughs> this is what I have to put up with, and this is how I deal with it. And slam. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. So the guy deleted her tweet. I got a feel for Andrew Mulligan, who was somehow caught up in the Twitter thread. Oh, yeah. Once the guy deleted her tweet, it kind of looks like she's just saying it to him. (laughs) (laughs) Just so we're clear, he said, can we all just be aware that Hillary Barry wasn't talking to me, but the coward who has since deleted the account. (laughs) (laughs) Hillary, I I good. (laughs) It was just a beautiful moment. Not often good things. There's not good things on Twitter most of the time. No. But that was a good thing. I did post a photograph of my cat doing an impersonation of a toey, which I thought was no. a <laughs> highlight of, of my, right. my like Twitter week. That's what we need. I'll, I'll, I'll flick it to you. Cool. <laughs> I can do one. Oh, that's, that's so good. So good. I feel like good. I'm in nature. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yes, Queens of the Month. There's been a lot. I am going to try and enter the Guinness World Book of Records for Youngest Yas Queen. I wanted to talk about what a spectacular job that our Prime Minister did overseas. But I really feel like Baby Neve had the hardest job out of everyone and she kept her shit together (laughs) the entire time. Yep. Yeah, she did. Yeah, and as as Alex mentioned, so we had an impromptu visit from the prime minister yesterday. Mm. So jealous. It was she was just walking past because she lives in the neighbourhood where our offices are. Um, they'd arrived back in New Zealand at five o'clock in the morning. Her and Clark were going for a walk to stay awake, whatever the, what you have to do. Baby Neve was at home with Nana. And poor things walked past the spin-off office, got yelled at to come up and hang out, which they did. They were very nice about it. For some reason, at the same time, we got delivered some promotional cookies in the shape of turds. Nice. Or turd emojis, oh, which they found very amusing. They Shit ate cookies. One. And she was saying to us that, um, that Baby Neve was just perfectly well behaved the entire time. Oh. She killed it on the flights. She killed it at the UN, which we all saw. And um, I was just like, good on her. Yes, please. Shout out. Yes, Neve. Yes, Neve. Which is just so cute, it kills me. Yes, yeah. Princess. Neve. Neve. Is that? Uh, yeah, Princess. Princess. <laughs> Why no. not? No, she can be a queen. She's allowed to be a queen. She's allowed to be. What is she? She's three months old now. That's <laughs> soon enough. She's ready. She's ready. <laughs> she's ready. My yes queen is Jackie Clark. And also, and I would like to also um, shout out to um, the chair of the aunties, Moy Masters, who is Jackie's um, loyal sidekick, friend, confidant, uh, supporter, all of those things, and was with her at the dinner that night. And they both looked amazing and they had did. an amazing time. So, um, Jackie Clark. Yes. 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 yes, 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 yes. And Moy. 
Yeah. Eva Green. Eva Green, yes, Queen. Mine is Jamila Jamil. I hope I'm saying that right. The oh, star yeah. of The Good Place. She's awesome. And an amazing, suddenly has sort of burst out as just this incredible, um, no, it was an activist. She's just sort of has voice. chats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's a voice, I think, I can't, in the way that we just kind of have chats. But she's basically said in all these interviews, she's just started talking about all the bullshit <laughs> that's in the media and yeah. the, all the bad body image stuff. She's suffered eating disorders herself. She's very open and candid about that. But I particularly wanted to ask Queen Her for giving me the phrase um, agents of the patriarchy and being careful of those sorts of people. She's speci- she was specifically talking about the Kardashians in that instance. Yes. Yeah. Which I yes. thought was like quite an interesting, you know, we're always like, I find myself torn between women can do whatever they want, but also, oh, you're making me feel bad. Yeah. With your beauty yeah, yeah, and your yeah. pressure. And I think agents of the patriarchy is like a nice, is an interesting new way of thinking about internalized yeah. misogyny and beauty standards and all of that. It was very succinctly put. Yeah. That's perfect. All those gut feelings that you have, you know, where you go, that doesn't feel right to me. I don't think you're on my sisterhood team, but mm. I support your right to <laughs> just be you. Yeah. But yeah. Agents of the patriarchy. Yeah. Just beware. Yeah. Or just watch them. Watch yeah, out everywhere. No. <laughs> <laughs> on that ominous note. <laughs> Keep a lookout, everybody. <laughs> We've come to the end of another pod. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us if you are still here. Thanks to the Women's Bookshop. Thank you, most of all, to Alice. Alice! This is her last podcast with oh, us. Oh, no! Oh, an amazing job. She's done an incredible, incredible. job. And Tina. Welcome, Tina, to the fold. You'll be taking over. Up the throne. My big news. Oh, I forgot to tell us the big news. Oh, oh. Clementine Ford. <gasps> It's coming on the podcast. Yay! <laughs> yes, I know. I'm Yay! sorry. I'm sorry. I totally forgot. You know why? It's because we've got to do book club, but it's fine. We're all te- we're, we're organized here. 27th of November. Yes. Wow. Put it in your diary. Yes, I will. She's coming back. She's coming back. Oh, She's got a new book out. Clean boys will be boys. Oh, I have started reading it and it is exceptional. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to do a special breakout one-off pod with Clementine yes. Ford. Oh, my God. Get at us on all the social channels with all the things you want to say to her. <laughs> yes, please. Because there is a lot. All right. That's so exciting. That's really exciting. I dropped a bomb there. Thanks, everybody. Love Thanks, Women's Bookshop. We'll see you next month. Hey. Hey. Kia ora e te iwi, te aihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.